A to Z Sports. Prime time on a Sunday night from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, the best in the business. Incredible Ford vehicles like the 2021 Ford Bronco, like the soon-to-be-arrived 2022 F-150, all-electric F-150 Lightning, the Bronco, the uh, Ford Maverick, so many cool Ford vehicles available to you in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Of course, you know DraftKings Sportsbook promo code A2Z Sports can get you in on all the action. Make sure you're plugging that in before you get involved with NFL, NBA, NHL, or anything in between. The official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans, Gary Ashton, in the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go to sell your home for more with the intel that the Ashton team can provide. And of course, as it snows here in Middle Tennessee outside, make sure your heat works properly. Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. So, I went to this game uh, I went to this Titans game today. I went to do my pregame radio show for the last regular season home game at Nissan Stadium, but it appears there will be home playoff games to take place in the future. In fact, there will be home playoff games. It's just a matter of how many home playoff games there will be. So all of this to say, I went to the game today and I wasn't really sure what to expect. We knew the weather conditions were going to be Nasty. For those of you who brave the cold and the uh, rain and the sleet and now snow, uh, I am i don't know if it was gratifying to you, but it seemed like the, the uh, crowd really, really enjoyed themselves at Nissan today, watching the team clinch back-to-back divisional titles for the first time since 1960. So I, I went to this game and I was like, you know, it may be difficult for both offenses to move the ball. I don't really think much of the Dolphins' offense. I'm not really sold, and certainly today, not after watching today. In fact, I was talking to my buddy uh, Marcel, who covers the uh, tight or covers the Dolphins for ESPN.com, and you know, kind of going back and forth on it. And you know, we both came to the conclusion that my God, Tua just—he's not it at this point. So many missed opportunities by the Dolphins quarterback, but you know, the Titans have had offensive issues as well. They haven't scored more than 20 points since they beat the Saints and scored 23 today. Of course they put up 34. So that's out the window, but I was like, "Eh, you know, I don't know exactly what to make of this football team in this game because we know the Dolphins defense was good. And all the Titans did instead was trounce them. I mean, utterly pummel them in a way that was clear and obvious to everybody. They ran the ball, for, I think they had four over 40 attempts today for nearly 200 yards between Deontay Foreman, Dontrell Hilliard, and Ryan Tannehill, who did get a couple of carries, and Jeremy McNichols as well, who got two carries for 14 yards. So yeah, right at 40 attempts, 198 yards. They averaged between all four of the ball carriers, five yards per attempt, and of course they had two touchdowns. One by Foreman and one by Hilliard on the ground. So they bludgeoned the Dolphins up front. And then Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown were very, very efficient in the passing game. Uh, Dontrell Hilliard caught all three of his targets. Anthony Ferkser caught all three of his targets. Jeff Swain caught all three of his targets. A.J. was targeted five times, caught two big passes. 
uh, in a big spot. And Chester Rogers caught all of his targets today. Ryan Tannehill, 13 of 18, 120 yards and two touchdowns. Efficiency. That's exactly what you need it to look like in a perfect world. So all that being said, you know, I did not expect it to go that way. And who, you know, at this point, I should just give up on trying to figure out what I expect before the game because it always ends up being the exact opposite or a completely different result than any of us could have imagined. Now, I did believe the Titans to be a superior overall football team to Miami, but to kick the Dolphins' ass the way that they did up and down the field at Nissan Stadium today, I thought was a real testament to what this team has built. And we'll, you know, you'll hear from uh, you'll hear from Mike Vrabel about this and and about clinching the AFC South, and it's it's pretty interesting to see, you know, the way that he handles it and the way that his team has responded to him. But the first thing that I want to start with here tonight is your Two Rivers Ford take, if we could be so kind. What was the most impressive part about the Titans' win today? Give me your response on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And on Twitch, we'll talk about it together. What was the most impressive part of the Titans' victory against Miami? Let me know in the comments section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll certainly talk about it all together. We'll read a bunch of your comments before you hear from the head coach right after I tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, who presents the Two Rivers Ford take. I cannot wait to get involved with their award-winning customer service team. I've already worked with them before. They've uh, driven the mobile service van out to my house to come take care of my car. They've provided me roadside assistance when I was actually on my way out to Two Rivers Ford. Hadn't had my car battery changed in a while. They drove, met me on my while I was on my way to go to a business meeting with them, met me, installed a new battery because Two Rivers Ford puts the customer First, I am a happy, incredibly happy customer of Two Rivers Ford. And as I get ready to go through the car buying process, and I'll keep you updated on that every step of the way, hell, we'll probably put it on a poll question on my Twitter account, which car should I end up getting from Two Rivers Ford? Two Rivers Ford has done this, put the customer first since 1983, 40 years nearly in Middle Tennessee. And they will do it into the next 40 because that is a winning formula that Two Rivers Ford prides itself on. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, what was the most impressive part of the Titans' victory against Miami today? I think you can go a couple of different ways with this, but I will will go to the... Let's read some comments first, shall we? Because a lot of people in the comment section tonight. It's very exciting to have everybody here. Uh, For... Uh, let's see for Pete Toline. Forgive me, Pete, if I've missed your, uh, mispronounced your last name. Pete says clinch the AFC South in control of the number one seed. And that is absolutely so, right? We'll spend some time on the other results in the AFC today because both the Raiders and the Bengals did you a big solid in being able to get victories over the Colts and the Chiefs today in their respective games. With all of that said, you know, the winning the AFC South is probably, I mean, that's probably going to be a popular response. I don't blame you if you answer that way, even though I think there are other elements of this that make it really, really impressive what the Titans are doing. This is the first time, as we mentioned, the first time since 1960 through 1962 
that Tennessee or previously the Houston Oilers back then have won consecutive division titles. The first time that the Titans have ever won uh, the back-to-back AFC South titles. Last time they did this, it was the AFL Eastern Division that they won three straight times. Bearded Brown Guy on Twitter says, we have won all of our primetime games and the must-win ones as well. The squad steps up unlike before. Bump and Run says, getting healthy at the right time is the most impressive part. And I know a lot of people are asking about Michael Pruitt. He's going to be done for the season. It's a horrific ankle injury today. I, you, that made me sick to my stomach to see that happen, and you hate it that it comes in a, a big spot for his football team because, you know, he, like everybody else, has worked really, really hard to help get them to this point, but he's going to be done for the year. It looked just like Delaney Walker's uh, injury, and I'm pretty sure Tom Pelissero tweeted out that it was a fractured ankle, um, and I did not see – I have not had a chance to check in on the extent of the damage. I think Pelissero had some more details. But, yeah, the, the health of the football team is as close to – Great as uh, as it has been all season. Bizarro PK wants to know, uh, was that me streaking on the field? Well, no, it wasn't a streaker. And uh, listen, if I had uh, if I had gone completely nude and streaked at Nissan Stadium, although there was a fan on the field, and this is separate from the Antonio Brown issue, which I'm sure we'll get to later when we talk about this as a free site. No, that was not me running on the field at Nissan Stadium. The guy managed to make it 99 yards before they realized that somebody was on the field. And then the uh, the security guy's a half-ass effort to go corral that dude, but they got him out of there. And if I had gone in the nude, it was a very, very cold at Nissan, cold day at Nissan Stadium. It would not have been flattering for anybody involved, particularly me. Um, Jim Mart on Twitter says, Dominance in the trenches, both sides. Yeah, really, really strong stuff from the Titans running game and from the defense today. Defense has done it all year long and found ways to make plays. But, you know... To kind of go back to the playoff thing, I was reading Jim Wyatt's, you know, you know, Jimmy puts out those six things that stood out from, you know, every event in the history of the Tennessee Titans, and he does one after every game. Hell, I think Jimmy does it after every practice. Uh, but what Jimmy wrote today was, it's the first time the organization has done that, uh, clinched a playoff spot with a week left in the regular season. First time the organization has done that. Uh since a franchise record seven consecutive playoff appearances from 1987 to 1993. This is the third consecutive playoff berth and three in four years as a head coach for Mike Vrabel. So Mike Vrabel kicking ass right now. And, you know, I'm writing, uh, I wrote a, a column today at A to Z Sports that you can read about why Mike Vrabel should be the, the coach of the year in the NFL. All of this factors into the situation, but the Titans straight up handled their business today in dominant fashion. And I thought Vrabel was pretty good on the matter earlier in our press conference because, you know, he was asked about the early decision on fourth down to go for it that ended up setting up the first Titans touchdown. The first Titans touchdown, if I recall, was the touchdown pass from Ryan Tannehill to Jeff Swaim. He was asked if there was any doubt about going on it for fourth down. You know, Mike, especially after a win, Mike's always a little extra saucy and uh, that was certainly the case earlier this afternoon. Fourth down's obviously opened the doors early for, for you to get things going. No doubts there on, on any of those, I don't imagine. She made a decision. What's wrong, Paul? You didn't like the answer there? I just, you know what I mean? I'm just sorry. Like, no doubt. I mean, you, you, you guys, there, there, there can't be doubt. You know, and you live in doubt. I, we don't. We, we like to live in 
being decisive and uh, and giving our players a chance to to go make plays. That that's what that's what sports, that's what that athletics and and competition is about. And sometimes, you know, it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But doubt, no, no doubt. So you know, Mike, Mike, given uh, Paul, that's Paul Kaharski's voice that was asking the question. Uh, you know, giving Paul a little shit, and that is uh, that is typically how it goes. And Mike, is Vrabel, Vrabel always always a little more spicy after uh, after wins than losses. But certainly, he was not about the doubt today, and there was no doubt. He's given, and I've talked about this before, right? There's no nobody in my life, nobody in your life that. I or you should trust implicitly. You shouldn't, right? You can never trust implicitly. But as it relates to sports and as it relates to coaching decisions, there has been almost no reason to doubt Mike Vrabel in his tenure here. Now, he was a first-time NFL head coach when he got here, but Vrabel's a smart guy, man. He understands how to make this work very, very quickly. And he understands people in a way that I think really works to his benefit. He's a plus in in-game coaching decisions on the sideline, which is essential if your football team is going to win within the margins, and Mike Vrabel allows you to do that. Mike Vrabel, to me, I'll tell you why he was the most impressive part of tonight's game here in just a second, uh, right after I tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code A to Z Sports. In the DraftKings Sportsbook app will get you in on all the action. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They have so many great no-brainer offers when you log into the DraftKings Sportsbook app and plug in that promo code A2Z Sports. When you log into DraftKings right now, for example, you can get up to $150 in free bets for placing same-game parlays across all sports this week. Same game parlays, of course, allow you to combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Draft, uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A to Z Sports. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score. Uh, you score with promo code A to Z Sports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. So I want you to listen to that spiel by Vrabel again. Okay? And, and kind of take into consideration upon second listen what he's saying about doubt. About doubt. Because there's been plenty of reasons to doubt why the Titans would get to this point whether it's Derrick Henry or A.J. Brown or Bud Dupree or Julio Jones or David Long, like so many guys who have been on injured reserve throughout the course of the year, so many star players. They have an NFL record 89 players that have dressed in a game for them this season that broke the record by seven. Listen to Mike. For all those reasons, you look at the Titans with kind of a, with kind of a side eye, right? And we, you know, things like the Jets loss and the Texans loss and uh, that streak with 13 turnovers and four takeaways where they sputtered about in that, you know, right around the bye week where they were kind of really, really, really gutting it out after so much attrition on the roster had just left them without playmakers on the offensive side of the ball, certainly, 
there has been a couple of reasons to kind of look at the Titans and be like, man, I don't know if they can overcome this yet again. And yet again, they overcome it and route to a back-to-back divisional title for the first time since 1960 when the franchise was literally invented. Again, listen to Mike Vrabel talk about doubt earlier today. Fourth downs obviously opened the doors early for, for you to get things going. No doubts there on, on any of those, I don't imagine. Made a decision. What's wrong, Paul? You didn't like the answer there? I just, you know what I mean? I'm just sorry. Like, no doubt. I mean, you, you, you guys, there, there, there can't be doubt. You know, and you live in doubt. I, we don't. We, we like to live in being decisive and, uh, and giving our players a chance to, to go make plays. That, that's, what, that's what sports, that's what that athletics and, and competition is about. And sometimes, you know, it works and sometimes it doesn't. But doubt, no, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt at this point. And, you know, I see, uh, well, and I think uh, I think Saren has had this route before. I don't think that I have, uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen Saren in there before se- telling me telling me that I'm a fake fan. One, Saren, I'm not a fan. It's my job to cover the team. I think we've gone through this routine again. I don't know if you're, uh, if you're you know, if, I don't know if you're not remembering properly. I don't know what happened there, Saren, but we've had this conversation before. So, so to save everybody time, um, no, I don't suck and I'm not a fake fan. I'm none of those things. I just think you're a bit slow, Saren, at this point to not understand how exactly it is that this works. But lucky for you, we're here. We, I can speak slowly for you if you need me to. I'm not saying that you're, uh, I'm not calling you dumb, Saren. I'm just saying that you are displaying the behavior of somebody who is lacking in intelligence if you are not able to process exactly how the dynamic works around here. And that's okay. We forgive you. Congratulations on your team's divisional title. Uh, best wishes. Godspeed. Happy New Year. <laughs> but with all that said, you know, because Gino brings this up as well. What's funny is Buck was saying four weeks ago that the Titans were not a top team and they weren't right. They weren't a top team four weeks ago, Gino. And I, you know, you don't, you don't try to be, you don't try to be definitive about anything throughout the course of an NFL season. There's a million different things that change. Players get hurt. uh, Players get injured. Players get lost for the season. Um, Things happen around the league. Other teams get healthy. There's freak incidents. There are, you know, ungodly results like the Jets beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today. Like the uh, like the Titans losing to the Houston Texans one and eight. I mean, there's a million different things that happen throughout the course of the season. And at the time, they were struggling, right? They had not gotten healthy, so of course, no, they weren't a top team uh, a month ago. And cha- what has changed in the month? They have gotten AJ Brown back. They have gotten Bud Dupree back. Leo Jones technically came back, but hasn't really participated as much just yet. David Long has returned from injured reserve. You have gotten uh, Danico Autry and a bunch of other dudes off the COVID list in that time. There's a million different things that happen throughout the course of a season that allow you to change your assessment week to week. Now, you may consider that flip-flopping. I'm just not interested. Uh, I'm not. I'm just not interested. Oh, forgive me. The uh, the Bucks did beat the uh, the Jets today, but they were trailing significantly uh, while I was watching. The uh, result of that, I think I got caught up in the Antonio Brown. I think when Antonio Brown lost his mind, they were losing, and then I quit. Uh, I quit following the score. Forgive me. I thought the Jets end up end up one uh, end up ended up winning that game. But there are a million different results. You guys know what I mean, right? Like the fact that the Jets were even winning, and they were winning by a fair uh, a fair margin. And I'm not sure what happened for that to explode. 
but I, uh, I think that there are plenty of results in the NFL on a regular basis um, that make you kind of stop and have to reassess, right? We've had to stop and reassess the Titans several different times because they've been a different team, literally 89 different plays. They have been nearly a whole different team within the course of a season for how many different players have dressed for this roster. So, you know, I mean, don't get married to a year-long assessment. Don't sit, think that your, you know, your opinion or your record prediction for the Titans has to last a whole season long when you have no idea how things are going to pan out and what's going to happen throughout the course of the season, right? When we started this season, where there was no indication that Omicron was going to send us all back into a tailspin in sports, and it has a bit, or that the fact that the Titans were going to break the record for the most players that have ever dressed for an NFL team. Of course, you weren't going to be able to predict that. All of these things kind of go into place. But since then, they have gotten on track, and they're rounding in the into form at the right time, which I think is the best part of all of this, if you're a Titans fan, your team is getting healthier. Derrick Henry is probably going to be available this week or uh, this coming week before Sunday's trip to Houston. And I'll certainly be there to cover it if Derrick Henry is available. That would be uh, quite something. It does seem like it's going to happen at this point. We'll keep you updated with the latest right here on A to Z. But with all that being said, yeah. The the most impressive part of what they've done is the coaching job that Mike Vrabel has done. All the credit in the world to the players who executed the plan, but it is incumbent upon a coaching staff, Vrabel and his staff, to get players, this many players, who there's no way he could possibly have formulated a relationship with, with how many different faces and names have come through the meeting rooms in the last, what, four months at this point? The job that Vrabel and his staff has done is coach of the year worthy. There is no disputing this. You cannot make the better case for Frank Reich, whose football team lost today and is in danger of missing the postseason if they don't beat the Jags. Now, they should beat the Jags, but the NFL is weird that way. It could be and may, it will probably be. I think, in fact, he's the betting favorite as I watch his football team play right now. Matt LaFleur could end up winning the NFL coach of the year, but the case for Matt LaFleur is not nearly as compelling at this point. There is no better coach in the league at this juncture than Mike Vrabel. There's just not. And to see the way that his team responds to him, to see the way that they come in each week with a game plan that they intend to execute And they have a path to success each and every time that they play in those games. It's just a lot of the season has been nuked. The five, certainly the five, uh, the five losses that they've experienced. One, Arizona just blew them out, but everything else revolves around turnovers, right? Sloppy football that has derailed the plan and caused them to get away from their plan. The plans put in place, I trust. I don't trust anything implicitly, but I trust that Mike Frabel is the best coach in football this year. And he is deserving of that award. And this team is deserving of the place that they have fought so hard to pull themselves to. It's really impressive. It really is. And I, I, you know, I don't say that lightly, right? You know, I was listening to Taylor Lewan and, and producer Reed did not pull this video. I didn't ask producer Reed to pull this video, but since I have it on my phone, I'm going to see if I can't just zap it to my, uh, to my program here that we use to broadcast that we used to broadcast the primetime show and and play this audio for you of Taylor Lewan speaking with us 
in the uh, post game. Well, we don't do locker room anymore, but they bring they bring them out of the locker room to speak with us because that's the proper COVID protocol. To hear Taylor Lewan talk about this as somebody who is the longest tenured Titan, um, the second longest tenured Titan after Brett Kern right now. He has seen a lot of losing football, as has Brett Kern, in their careers with the Titans. And to see how much this stuff means to them and to see just how far they have come in, I think, Lawan's draft class was 2014, if memory serves, to see how much further they have come since that 2014 draft to basically turn this franchise on its head and turn it into a wildly successful football team. Yet again, you have to commend the, the job that the coaching staff has done. Now, I'm going to share this video uh, with uh, with you guys, and it's going to, it's not uploading it in the normal way that we're accustomed to, so it may pop up here in a second. But here is Taylor Lewan speaking with us after the game today. Nope, oh, it's not going to work. <laughs> I set all that up to be dramatic. Anyway, you can go watch the Taylor Lewan video on my Twitter feed. I'm not sure why that won't upload the way that I'm used to it. Anyway, the point being that Vrabel has their trust. Vrabel has earned their respect over the four years, and all Mike Vrabel has done is win football games. Uh, despite questions about him, despite questions about his competency at certain points, there has been so little evidence to the effect that Mike Vrabel doesn't know exactly what the hell that he's doing. Bizarro PK says, which great coach does Vrabel remind you of, Buck? Says Bizarro PK. Well, you know, it's a good question. Um, and for all of that, for all of that, I, you know, Belichick is probably the right answer just in recent history. And again, my, you know, you guys know my depth of, of NFL knowledge. Like I didn't, I never saw like John Madden coach, right. Or I never, I mean, Vince Lombardi is way, way before my time. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is before my time. Uh, like I, my, my depth of knowledge about, you know, coaches in the eighties and nineties and seventies and, and years before that, I don't, I don't have that, but in, in recent history, I mean, Belichick is such high praise because he's won so many championships and Tom Brady has been a big part of that. Vrabel has been a big part of that. But with the way that he believes in his decision-making and his confidence in himself, and rightfully so, because he does the legwork to prepare himself and to prepare his team, it's hard for me not to look at somebody like Belichick. I think Frank Reich is a really good coach. I think that Reich is probably up there as one of these people, but Reich and, and Vrabel are different. Vrabel and Belichick have a little more personality, uh, uh, personality likely or personality, you know, traits in common, are a little more parallel of one another than uh, Vrabel and Reich are, which is funny because the Colts uh, turned down hiring Mike Vrabel to end up hiring Frank Reich instead. So, you know, I don't know how they kind of look back on that decision. But regardless, the most impressive part of this Titans win today was, for me, was one that it looked so easy for them. <laughs> it hasn't looked that easy in a very, very long time. So that it looked that easy for them. And that Mike Vrabel continues to put this team in positions to succeed. That's the best part of what I saw today. Uh, Corey Rogers says, this means a lot from you, Buck. We know you're not a Titans fan. Well, like, you know, it, it shouldn't matter. Like, 
I think objectively anybody would say this, right? I don't think that's unique to me. And I mean, you know, I, I understand that we're this is my show. And oh, it's not my show. It's your show. I'm just the idiot in front of the microphone. But there is there is so much that's clear and obvious to everybody, Corey, that I don't think like it shouldn't be some grand revelation, right? Like this to me is common knowledge that Mike Vrabel is this. And I've watched, you know, I've covered Mike's entire career. Right, Mike's Mike's the Mike is the football coach, and this probably sounds like a foreign concept to so many of you who have been lifelong Titans fans. But Mike, for my lifetime, is the coach that I most associate with the Titans. Right? It's not Jeff Fisher. It's not Bum Phillips. Well, Bum, Bum Phillips was the Oilers. It's not Mike Munchak. It's not Ken Wisenhunt. Like the tight the coach that I most associate with Titans football is Mike Vrabel, and for a whole different generation of. Titans fans or people who were not paying attention to the Titans prior to, you know, living in Nashville or in my case, covering the football team. Like there's so much there that you look at him and say, that's exactly what I would want in my football coach. And I think Mike executes that at a very high level and has done so. I mean, certainly in three of the last four years, and he was in a win and in situation in his first year, the guy knows what he's doing. Uh, more often than not, and it's probably far more often than not. And I don't know that we would ever be able to outright admit that to him as a media core because that would give him, I mean, he already knows that he's right. So he's, he's, he's not dealing with us any differently, whether how we feel about it or not. But I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any, you know, grand revelation in the idea that, yeah, Mike Frable's a damn good football coach. Turns out. So with that being said, let's move forward and let's talk about the results that took place today here in the uh here on in the NFL with so many different things so many different things um for the Titans falling into place outside of them handling their own business and winning today Gino uh says I saw Bum and Fisher it's not even close Rabel is the best by far with Bum being second and that's good context um if it was Fisher we'd have to find a way to be nine and seven period listen Jeff Fisher is Jeff Fisher is still the best coach in oh, by win percentage. Still but still the best coach in Titans hit. Well, actually, Rabel technically is is the best coach in terms of win percentage right now. Uh Jeff Fisher is the all-time winningest coach, and he also holds the most losses of any Titans Oilers coach, right? He was just in the job for so long. And now you can't go nine and seven anymore. You can go eight and nine, you can go nine and eight, you can go. Eight, eight, and one. You can go a million. Di- you know, you can do a million different things. Um, but I do think that uh, I do think that the uh, that the Titans under Mike Vrabel are in a really good spot. So let's talk about the result that you were most pleased with today, outside of the Titans, because the Titans handled their business. Titans won their football game. As long as they, uh, if as long as they beat the Texans, they're the first overall seed in the AFC. Right? It's just that simple. Win and you got it. Win and everything comes to you. Uh, Jay Tool brings up a good comparison for the, I think it was Bizarro PK that asked me which coach Vrabel most reminds me of. And I think Mike Tomlin, Jay Tool, is a really, really good comparison. Uh, he says, I think he's very similar to Tomlin. He's the same kind of consistent winner when he should be, when he should be, even when he should be winning. I assume that, I assume that means even when he should be losing. He's the same kind of consistent winner, even when he should be losing, I think is what you meant to say, Jay Tool. And if uh, and if I've misrepresented you, please correct me. All of that, to, Mike Tomlin's a good one. 
um, because Mike Tomlin has confidence and belief in self in what it is that he does. And I think that's a, uh, I think that's a very admirable trait for a football team. All right, let's talk about which result best or made you the most happy because the Vegas Raiders, they went into Indy and whooped up on the Colts. Well, they won by on a last second field goal. So I shouldn't say whooped up on them, but Indy lost today, uh, courtesy of the Raiders and the Chiefs went down to can't went down to Cincinnati and lost in Cincinnati also on a last second field goal. So as a Titans fan, which are you more grateful for? The Bengals over the Chiefs or the Raiders beating the Colts? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team, the Ashton tailgate, it's going to continue in the postseason. Now that the Titans will officially host at least one home playoff game, they will continue to do the Gary Ashton tailgate. It's right in front of the south end zone at Nissan Stadium. As soon as you come across the pedestrian bridge, the best place to be before the Titans game is the Gary Ashton tailgate and the best place to look for your dream address without the stress or to sell your home for more with is the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So, which result are you most grateful for? The Bengals beating the Chiefs or Indy losing to the Raiders? Give me your response and we'll talk about it together. So, I think that uh, I see the Chiefs loss for sure, says John. Ed is for UT. On YouTube says Bengals, Rodney Taylor, Bengals, Bengals, Bengals. Pulling the goat on Twitter says thank you, Jamar Chase and Marcus Mariota. They both helped us out tremendously today. That's absolutely so. Marcus looked hype. I don't know if it's just because he's used to beating up on the Colts too. And he got to do that again today uh, in a certain form of fashion. But Marcus Mariota with a little bit of hype. Uh, I think it was a quarterback sneak that they ran with him for a critical third uh, third down conversion. Bengals only over the Chiefs is the only result that matters, says A. Ziegler. Well, I mean, it at this point, right, the Raiders and Raiders and Colts would have mattered had you not won your game today, had the Titans not won their game today. So you can't say that it's the only result that matters, but because the Titans won, it is the only result that matters. And the the gratefulness of Titans fans should be directly aimed at one Joe. Burrow. Third and 27, Joe. Uh, I think uh, throw down the right sideline, actually made. Uh, Jamar, I think, said that he knows and you know that when you're feeling pressure, just throw the ball down and he knows who to go to. Yeah, I said, it, I said it in the post game on the field. Everyone knows that mean. You know, F it. Jamar's down there somewhere. I'm going to just throw it up to him. He's going to make a play. Yeah, you know, I said it in the preseason, you know, I was, we were talking about the playoffs and I said, you know, we're going to go with the playoffs and the easiest way to do that is to win the division and, you know, got a little, everyone kind of laughed at us a little bit, but, you know, we knew the kind of team we had, the kind of guys in the locker room that we had, and we knew we could go out and do it. Joe Burrow's an absolute stud. He's thrown for almost a thousand yards, almost a thousand yards in his last two games. It's the second most total yardage in back-to-back games for a quarterback in NFL history. Joe Burrow's a monster. And I saw, I can't remember who this week called him a young Tom Brady. 
I think it might have been. I think it might have been uh, somebody on the Chiefs coaching staff, if I recall. I'd have to go back and look up that quote. With all that being said, of course, after winning the game or after seeing that the game was in hand for the Titans, this is the result that matters. The Chiefs losing to the Bengals on a last-second field. And by the way, the Chiefs bailed the Bengals out in a massive way because the Bengals play calling at the end of that situation. And Joe Burrow got hurt. He hurt his knee. They ended up not kicking a field, or they ended up getting the opportunity to settle for a field goal because they got a new set of downs. It was a it was a debacle at the end of that game, and it ended up mattering in a big way. Now, of course, had you not won uh, against the Dolphins today, Raiders and Colts would have factored into the situation. But of course, at that point, both of those results—I mean, they came down to last-second tiebreakers. Do, uh, in the fourth quarter for both the Chiefs and the Colts that the Raiders and Bengals did well to set up game-winning field goals. And by that time, the Titans' result was well in hand because the Dolphins, I mean, they could do absolutely nothing offensively. Certainly the better result today was Kansas City losing in Cincinnati. So with all of that said, now the Titans have the ability to uh, if they win out, if they beat the Texans, the the one seed is theirs. If the Chiefs lose and the Titans maintain victory, the one seed is theirs. Now, the Bengals are now officially in play for the one seed, so they can sneak into this if something goes haywire with the Texans and Titans or I believe the Chiefs had the Broncos to end their season. A lot of, uh, a lot of interesting things to follow in Week 18, but... None more so than the Titans and the Texans, especially because it seems like Derrick Henry is going to be available. We will see. We will see how things go through the week of work. Be on the lookout for transactions coming down if the Titans are going to activate anybody from IR this week. Or rather, designate a player to return to practice this week before officially activating him. Um, So let's move on and let's do this as a free site because... I thought about asking the question. Uh, I thought about asking the question, you know, kidding, of course, given what I, I'm sure everybody saw the Antonio Brown thing today. And if you didn't, we're going to play it for you. Um, but I thought about, you know, teasing you guys a little bit and being like, yeah, you know, uh, I mean, Antonio Brown's technically a free agent as of today. Would you want him for the playoff push? I thought about, you know, trolling y'all. A little bit. And uh, and with all that said, you know, obviously that's a ridiculous statement. You want nothing to do with this person. He clearly had like some kind of a mental breakdown on the sideline against the Jets in uh, in New York, in East Rutherford, New Jersey today. But um, with on the subject of Antonio Brown, because we're going to do this is a free site. The best thing that I saw on the Internet, who is more, quote, all drama? Is it media or is it Antonio Brown? Now, if you'll recall, Antonio Brown didn't want to answer questions last week after returning because he said that we, or at least the Bucks media, was all drama. So I want to know, who is more all drama? Is it the media or is it A-B? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at Bry Mac Mechanical, B-R-Y. M-A-K, Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac has you covered because they are the best in the business. They will take care of you commercially. They will take care of you residentially. They will make sure that you are in your comfort zone. It's snowing outside. Your heat better be working. And if it's not, 
call Brymac. They'll get one of their technicians out to you so quickly. You won't even, uh, you, I mean, you won't experience any discomfort because they pride themselves on your satisfaction guaranteed. So who is all drama? Is it the media or is it Antonio Brown? Well, let's talk about this, shall we? Uh, Neil Patel says, I feel so far uh, so for his agent Rosenhaus. I, is Drew, I don't even know if Drew Rosenhaus is still representing Antonio Brown. I think I think Rosenhaus might have dropped him. Like I'm pretty sure Rosenhaus dropped him after the Raiders stuff, if I remember. I'm not I'm not certain if Rosenhaus still represents Antonio Brown. Um, Ronnie Sneed says AB hands down. Dom Odell says AB needed one touchdown to get a bonus. It's about money. That's what he's mad about. So he may have been. So here's here's what he missed out on today. He missed out on a million dollars from one game. He was, I think, 55 yards away from hitting a $333,000 bonus. He was uh, not, I think he was like four or five receptions away from hitting another $330,000 bonus and one touchdown away from another $330,000 bonus. And instead, he chose to throw a hissy in the middle of an NFL game, so much so that he just got straight up released, and now he's putting out a rap track on his Instagram account. Who is more all drama, quote unquote, Antonio Brown or us, the evil media? No, A.B., it's you. talk about that last drive but I have to start with uh, can you tell us what happened to Antonio Brown did he quit I've never seen a guy leave a field like that and is this the last strike for him he is no longer a buck all right that's the end of the story let's talk about the guys that went out there and won the game okay no longer a buck unreal Antonio Brown here uh just quitting in the middle of a football game no longer a buck he's available you're trying to make a playoff push. Would you sign him? No. I mean, and and listen, I uh, here's the thing about Antonio. Okay, like he's clearly a bad person, um, but also, I I do I do like I don't want to make too much fun of him, right? Because I, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. Like I have no qualifications to look at Antonio Brown and say, yeah, something's clearly wrong with him. But also like, this is not the behavior of somebody who is, who is, uh, you know, in control of all of his faculties for lack of a better term. What he did is insane. And he's still an incredibly talented player, but like, I mean, Stuff like that, my my first reaction, you know, my first reaction is is often to laugh at something like that because it's completely ridiculous. 
what Antonio Brown did. He's doing jumping jacks in the end zone. He's throwing his, he's taking his pads off on the sideline. Mike Evans is trying to talk him off the ledge, takes his pads off, then takes his shirt off and throws a bunch of gear into the crowd. He almost got tackled today, according to the CBS sideline reporter, because they didn't know it was Antonio Brown. Because of course, why would you think that's Antonio Brown? You think it's somebody, it's, you think it's a fan who's gotten on the field. And no, it's just the star wide receiver for the defending Super Bowl champion. So I, I don't know. I, I don't want to just say, yeah, Antonio Brown is clearly a diva. Sure, there's that. And Antonio Brown is a bad person. There's a lot of stuff in his background that would indicate, yes, that's so. But also, like, I just, I just think that, you know, for all of the reasons that Antonio, while we're, why we're all pointing and laughing at Antonio Brown today, it just it does make me it does make me nervous that something's going to come out with him at some point, or you know he's going to have something more serious than freaking out on the sideline. It's just maybe I'm maybe I'm looking too maybe I'm looking too far into it. I, I just I don't know. I, I try I try not to be I try not to be super like jaded to that stuff because you have no idea what's going on with these guys and it could be that there's you know it could be that Antonio Brown is just an ultra narcissist um but there's just so many red flags there so many red flags anyway um you guys were great as always thank you for another fun show I appreciate you all hanging out with me on this Sunday night I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend radio show is going to be a lot of fun tomorrow we're going to have uh, Aaron Schatz of Football Outsiders, who many, many Titans fans are feuding with on the internet right now because he said that the Titans are going to be the worst one overall seed in the history of DVOA. So we'll have Shots on tomorrow at 11 a.m. Central Time to defend his position. And we will, uh, I think that we might have Mike Keith on the radio show somewhere in the noon hour as well. We got a bunch of great guests coming for you this week. Diana Rossini, who was at the game today between the Titans and the Dolphins, she's going to be on. This week, so make sure you're listening to the radio show live, ten to one a.m. ten a.m. to one p.m. on 104.5 The Zone. If you're in Central Time, The Zone has a great streaming app that you can uh, listen to it, or you can watch it on Zone TV. I'm, the, the radio shows on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, and Twitch. All the platforms that this A to Z program is on, uh, it's just on the Zones uh, accounts, so you can find that live there as well. I, uh, I I hope all, by the way, I should have, I probably should have said this on the front end. I hope you guys had a great new year. We haven't talked, uh, we haven't talked since Thursday night, right after the Music City Bowl. And that was a shit show. So I haven't had the opportunity to, you know, do the whole, uh, you know, happy new year type deal. But like, if I can, if I can get a little personal uh, for a second, we're coming up on year three of doing the primetime show. You guys kick ass in every way, shape, or form. I love each and every one of you, even the ones that I get into arguments with. Um, when you uh, when you chirp at me with ridiculous comments or when I say something ridiculous and you guys chirp at me back, I am so grateful that you allow us to do, uh, as a show, allow us to do Producer Reed and myself as a show, what we get to do. I'm grateful for you guys. I'm grateful for Reed. Reed works harder than anybody, and Reed doesn't even get to be on camera. He just slugs it out behind the scenes. And make sure that I'm the one that sounds like the smart one. So thank you guys as always. Hope you have a spectacular new year. I know we're going to have a great one together coming up on year three with the uh, A to Z primetime show. And, uh, you know, things are only getting better. There's only going to be more content. And I will talk to you guys, uh, if not on the radio at 10 a.m., tomorrow at 8 p.m. Central Time on A to Z Sports primetime.